Sarah McCormack. My name is Brian Fury. My name is Nicola Duncan. My name is Zach Hanna. My name is Mark Ryan. I'm a mountain runner. 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 Hi, my name is Harriet and I'm a mountain runner. You're listening to Trail Running Ireland. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. For our feature interview this week, I've been looking forward to being in a position to do this now for a few months, to have somebody from the Irish Mountain Running Association to dial in and chat about their calendar of races for this year, and to take a bit of a deep dive on the association itself. And as you'll hear, the Irish Mountain Running Association is over 40 years old, long before such a thing as a podcast ever existed. Richard Noonan, Secretary of Inware. Richard, very welcome back to the show. I think the last time we were talking, you were on the side of a mountain somewhere. Was it talking about the trial race for the World Championships in, was it last year? And then, of course, it was cancelled. We all know what happened. It was last year in Ballyhora, if I'm not mistaken, was the last time we were chatting. Hi, Owen. Hardings. Good, good, Richard. And listen, I mean, we've got better news to report on, of course, this week. And I'm sure you are a happy man, Richard, with finally last week, Imrit were in a position to launch this year's racing calendar. Yeah, we were delighted on. Um, obviously, we do a lot of background, a lot of work in the background that people might be aware of. So uh, we were, we've been watching the updates and the COVID updates over the last couple of months and you know, ideally, we would have been launching a calendar in January, as we normally do, but um, we kind of just made the decision this year just to hang on and just wait until we had facts rather than uh, speculation. I think we had enough of that last year. Uh, and obviously, being a, a not-for-profit organisation, we're all we're still working through the refunds and transfers and all those kind of components in the background. So just as we kind of get up to date on that uh, and get the back end working on that, we have to step into doing the, the draft calendar and then of course you know we've got to do all those transfers now in the background now that we've actually established which which calendar which race can happen on which day but absolutely delighted that we can give people the news that we start racing again on the 16th of june 2021 very good. And what we were hoping to do today, Richard, was maybe just for those that are relatively new to trail and mountain running, to give people an overview of Imra, but maybe we could start off having a look at the calendar to see what races are still accessible for people. I know that, as you said, there's a lot of people that will be transferring race entries over from last year. So maybe the first couple of minutes, we could go through the calendar any highlights that you have, any favourite races of yours that are on the calendar, races that might be ideal for beginners, the, the harder, more difficult races. So maybe will we go through the calendar quickly, Richard, and I'll sure. let you lead the way on it. Uh, I'll do my best. Um, and I guess as I start, I should firstly thank uh, Lillian, who, Lillian Deegan, who actually coordinates the calendar on our behalf. And she's worked really well with uh, Connor with Laura, the president, and a couple of people. So was, just to say, there's a huge effort to, that goes into behind the calendar. So thanks to the team that have done that. So, um, and of course, now I'm going to be privileged to be able to talk through it. So where do we start? I guess maybe just one thing to highlight this year versus last year. So we would normally have leagues and championships, you know, a lot of them throughout the year. This year, we're kind of restricted with the numbers, even though we've got about 50 races over the year, we have a kind of a Munster championship, a Leinster championship, and a Connacht championship. So, we won't be able to hold a, an Irish Championships this year because the number of races to try and consolidate them into the, the period that we have makes it a bit difficult. So that will kind of give you an idea of the kind of, you know, the thought and the process and the thinking that has to get into, you know, having all these events over the next three to four months. 
Sure. Um, and at the moment, Richard, are you working on the basis that you'll be able to run each race with 100? Is that where you are now? So we're at about, um, there's, if you look at the government restrictions, actually the way we run in races, we are at about 150 because we have a, an early start juniors and a main race. So we kind of have three waves per race. So that enables us to run about 150 in a race. So, and then in July, you know, as the country is up to, to the next phase from the fort, it's 200 plus, depending on the size of the venue is the restriction. So being an outdoor sport, we don't have a venue size. So we should be able to get, you know, sign off for 200 plus, you know, the restriction again is more like landowners, Quilcha, uh, the national parks, they're kind of really what kind of gives us the restriction up to that point. So what we do is we we align our races in accordance to our COVID protocols in accordance with Sports Ireland Athletics Ireland, and then we drive our numbers from that and get sign off and go on that basis. Okay. But then I might ask Richard from maybe both perspectives for somebody that's listening in and that maybe hasn't ran an IMA race before. Can they run IMA races this year or are you just restricting it for members only? No, so so everybody can join IMRA and go to the IMRA.ie website and sign up for your annual membership. It's actually been open from the start of the year because uh, we worked with Sarah and Paul to do kind of a, a coming back to the mountains, some virtual events, because we were a little bit nervous that people would come back to the mountains and get injured straight away. Oh, and you know how this stays yourself. So yeah. we took the time out for people to get engaged. So neither when we did the virtual event, we opened up the membership. So we already have you know quite a number of new members and regular members coming back. So that's been great to see. So like if you log on to the website, join as a member, and then you'll see the the races on the events tab that are listed and the you'll see the click on the races and it'll tell you when the race is about to open generally we do kind of two or three days before they open and right. it'll tell you how the number of people that can enter the race etc and you'll see it you can purchase your races in that way very good then i know it's probably a very hard question to ask you your, your favorite races on the calendar but maybe just to give people a pointer um what are the more popular races maybe say especially for the beginners again who are listening in what races should they be looking out for and um, that may be ideal for beginner level or for somebody who isn't familiar with him and they want to come along try it out give us a couple of pointers yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the way we run the calendar every year, right, is we start with gradual base races. So if you ha- if it has the word trail on it, that's a good insight. But I mean, if you look on the, the website, it tells you the type of race, the climb, the distance. OK, so I think anybody starting, you know, there's some very nice, the, the Belmont, the Sugar Roof, Scar, Sorrel Hill. These are lovely races. OK, Scar's got a bit of a sol- false summit, but Sorrel Hill is a fantastic beginner race for anybody that wants to start off. It's down in Wicklow and um, it's got a Lovely climb, you know, up a bit of fire oil and up onto a hill and then a great bouncy descent off it. And, uh, and it's a really good one to get your get stuck into it, you know. So and then obviously I think everybody's favourite uh, is Broca. And it's great to see that kind of Wednesday night race in June again. Broca is yeah. really well known for the really, you know, it's a slog up, but it's worth the reward on the way back. Um, it's a long one. It's 11K. Um, but again, 443 metre climb and it's a great bouncy descent off it, especially in June. You know, that it's so dry, the, 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 you know, the growth is so low, you'll be able to fly down and off that outside. It's good crack. I mean, you, you get the occasional tumble over heels on the way down. So there's the bonus. And of course, one famous one, Richard, which I don't think is happening this year, and correct me if I'm wrong, which is a very popular one and it brings in runners from all different codes and disciplines, is the Wicklow A relay. Is that on this year or will we have to wait until next year for that one? 
Yeah, that's going to be, I'm afraid, that's, that's going to be on next year. Um, the reason for that, as you know, it's, it has, it's quite a complex operation to run. And when you've got yeah. COVID restrictions and you're not really sure which, where they're going to land, because the way, if, you know, it's a relay of 10 people along the Wicklow way, we, we just, we weren't really sure if, you know, if people be able to pick up people and drive and, you know, there's restrictions in terms of wearing masks and cars, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we kind of cancelled that last year for that reason. Um, and we decided to do the same this year because the cap, like, it's one thing having races, but the races in public spaces that are used by other people for recreational purposes. So we just felt running a race of that magnitude, at that speed through those recreational points really wasn't worth it for us this year, you know? Yeah, well, I'm sure everybody will be looking forward to what 2022, Richard, when that one comes back, because I know over the last five or six years, it's been an absolutely a festival of mountain running, hasn't it? And yeah, there's been a great year. battle, of course, between my own club, Raph Farnham, and TT Racers. And I know David Power, who does a bit of blogging um, from Raffarnham, he described the Wicklow A Relay as, I think, the Grand National of mountain running. Um, a potential for disaster, a long attritional course, a big field, form guides, chopping and changing of runners and riders. It's an absolutely brilliant race. So again, for the beginners that are listening in, to experience some of the other races maybe this year. And that's a lovely one for next year to look forward to, to run with your mates. Absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. And exactly. To run with your mates is absolutely a perfect way of putting it. And we have the trackers now to make it even more exciting that we can watch it as it goes, because that was always a difficulty. You were waiting around for half an hour or maybe three hours if you're if your runner got lost right on their section. They hadn't done the recce's well enough. And yeah. So you can watch the race a little bit better and manage it a little bit better, which is good for us because, you know, there's because the race is so popular, you know, it can some of the spots like Iron Bridge and stuff can get a lot of cars. So it's much better now that we can manage it with that a little bit easier. But we usually have that kind of in May as well so you know that we're not trying to impede on public so because we have to start races on the middle of June it's quite difficult to try and squeeze that one in and still you know be able to manage it the way we have to so yep next year absolutely and your own race Richard that's um, up and running for September 4th and August 29th I think the Morris Mullins for anybody that doesn't know it it has an absolutely super reputation you've got more or less the half marathon and the full marathon yeah, that's correct. So again, we were waiting to make sure that we had, you know, the capacity that we could run. We split it last year for the first time. So because we're now getting to a capacity of about 600 people. So with COVID restrictions, then you're looking at 200, 300, 500. So we made the decision to push that out to September 1 because we feel that people need to get back into the hills and get themselves customized back to the mountains. So we felt three months was a good period to kick off the calendar and then that they can train for you know, in a kind of back into the hills, get themselves out there, get the running legs on, and then they'll be ready to run the, the 50-odd K for Morris Mullins in September. Yeah, and I suppose your own experience of, you know, the Emma races over the years, Richard, and for me, they, they remind me a little bit of the, the old business house races um, on the road scene and the cross-country scene. That real family atmosphere, we're not talking about thousands at races, you know, the 200, 250 or so with the with the sandwiches and scones afterwards and just a lovely atmosphere at these races. Yeah, I mean, it's superb, right? So I think I think the Wednesday Night League is something that is a void for a lot of people. And why is that? Because, you know, it's it's on hump day. So you broke up the week. You you did the run. It was at 7.30. It finished at 9. Everybody gathered in the pub where sandwiches and sausage rolls it's been interesting now over the years to see it's a coke and and uh the old black current is appearing as opposed to the shovel loads of pints of guinness that it used to be on <laughs> yeah 
Um, so things have got a bit better on that front because, you know, the, the zero drink has been interesting. But it's just like that's where you meet your friends and, you know, that's where you discuss the scars of the race and the results come in. And, you know, there's all you're always racing somebody. You know, it's not just about the top five or the top ten, right? I mean, everybody in the summer league is racing somebody in their league. So it's always great, great atmosphere and good crack afterwards. Absolutely. And I think we were talking just offline before we came on about just the difference between road running and mountain running. And, of course, the, the massive difference is that when you're doing these races, sure, they're, they're competitive, but we don't have to be looking at our watch in terms of how fast we're running each mile, how fast we're running each kilometre. There's great crack, great camaraderie. It's just you against the mountainside. And isn't there something wonderful about finishing off a day's work and going down to whether it's a Leinster League race or another December race on the calendar and just spending the evening time with nature, with your mates? It's fantastic. And as looked, I mean, that was one of the reasons that we kept in the the Munster, the Connacht, and the you know the Leinster champs was so that we could have those Saturday races, like the the Connacht champs. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's kind of two races back to back, and it's it, and it's really interesting that you see because everybody kind of heads down to Connacht for the weekend, and everybody races the hard race on the first day, and then it's the kind of the I'm going to say the semi-hard race on the second day. I mean, there's been some great battles up and down Crowpatrick on the first day, and then it's usually Neffin or something soft kind of on, on the second day. So I think this year we have Mulrays on Saturday, August the 7th, which is a fantastic mountain if we ever get to see the top of it and it's not in cloud. And then on the Sunday we have Neffin. But I mean, I can tell you some great stories of even um, having went down myself and uh, done the early start off Crowpatrick, left my uh, kids with my wife and she was going to do the, the normal start. And then I came back, uh, got a bit, little bit lost um, and I uh, came back and my kids were in somebody else's car, Vivian O'Gorman, who you'd know very well, minding my, my babies as they were at the time. And yeah. there was myself and my wife out in the hills. And of course, my wife beat me because I'd went so badly wrong. But um, sure, look, Alan Ailing will never let me leave it down. But I mean, that's just, you know, part and parcel of who Imra are, what Imra are. Like, it's just fantastic. It's really lovely, as you said, family atmosphere, coming to the finish line, having a bit of cake or a cup of tea or whatever. And it's been a real awakener, like, because obviously with COVID last year and the restrictions, I mean, we, we couldn't do any of that. Do you know what I mean? But yet everybody is so respectful and, you know, so helpful towards us and, and obeyed the COVID. I mean, that, and that's what everybody was missing. You know what I mean? But hopefully now this year we can get a little bit back to that, you know? Yeah. And Imre, it's been around now with you for such a long time as well. I mean, it's so well established. And I was chatting to Jonathan Wyatt, as you know, the, the president of the International Mountain Running Association, a couple of episodes back. And they were founded in 1984. But Imre has been in existence, you let me know, during the week since 1981. Yeah. Incredible. So like, say 1980. It could be 80 or 81. Now, Kathleen Bent will probably kill me for getting this wrong. 40 years, wow. 40 years, yeah. So I'm kind of trying to figure out where we are. Is it 41 already at this month? I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyway, 40. And is, there, is there anybody, Richard, do you know that has been running all so, 40 years? So Kathleen Bent is, uh, I won't say what age she is, but I know she did a category last year where she was the, the eldest lady in her category. So she definitely would have the photographs and the stories. I mean, so I think she was there from the initial days, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then there's obviously a whole lot of stalwarts. I mean, Joe Lawler, um, obviously Brendan Lawler, like there's a whole plethora of guys that have been around there, John Fitz and a couple of them that have been around for a very long time, you know, Tommy Tumble. I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of legends around Imra. So 
Yeah, as you said at the top of the interview, it's a volunteer organization. And just, I suppose, for people that maybe aren't familiar with the Irish Mountain Running Association, the objectives, Richard, are to organize and promote the sport of mountain running, hill running and trail running across Ireland. And of course, to do that, you need your committee, you need your volunteers. So maybe just briefly, Richard, talk to us about the, the makeup of the organisation. There's a very strong committee there, lots of different roles as well. How often do you meet and how often do you, do you, do you plan ahead? Um, we meet, I think, every day because we have emails <laughs> every day. Um, I don't think ever a day goes by. Actually, just, just to talk about that, I think that's, that's huge. I mean, I've, I've sat on the committee on and off for... I've been on it for 10 years. Uh, I took one year out, so I've done the kind of results, the, the president and the general secretary. So I've been around for a while. And obviously the, the Munster guys are, you know, they have, they're kind of a, a sub-entity of us as well. So, you know, the likes of Tom Blackburn, Robbie, um, they all do a great job down there as well. So the, the executive committee is made up of, luckily for us, we've got a, a nice team of strong women, uh, Laura, president, um, Miriam, Angela, Lillian, uh, Alice, who has joined us this year as the ordinary member at Make It, who's our honorary auditor. Um, and then the, the, the lads group is myself and Paul and um, the Alan and Brian and Leo Robbie and Jason, who has the, the really difficult job of looking after the, the website. And, uh, you know, the website sounds simple to a lot of people, but people forget that we're a 24 7 organization, even though we're voluntary, like people buy. Uh, race entries all the time they want the results corrected all the time you know uh, we live in this kind of um, this millennial world on where people expect everything all the time and as a voluntary organization it's a, it's a full-time role for many of us you know so, i have to you know just give a shout out to the team that, that look after the website which i mean i've been running in races for 10 years and uh, it's an incredible website you can go in put in anybody's name and all their results come up even photographs of yeah. that person will come up from all the races that they've ran in of course the calendar is superbly um, structured on the website as well it's an incredible database it's a fantastic Absolutely. tool but if you take something small like us trying to you know postpone i won't say cancel races last year as a volunteer organization and the amount of you know backwards and forwards that polo morocco had to do in terms of financial work you know connor trying to get races moved on Lillian trying to reorganize, Laura then trying to, you know, keep us all calm, you know, it's just kind of Miriam the great, you know, remediate or mediator, I should say, and trying to keep the juniors alive and moving at the same time. It's, and then, of course, the high performance team, you know, I mean, it's just, it's nonstop, but that's kind of how we're structured. Look, we're a great team. Everybody helps everybody. Um, there's never a, a cry for help. And I think on the back of that committee, then we're really, really lucky that we have so many fantastic volunteers. Like we now have, pretty solid list of race directors that run the races and that's how like the committee is kind of more about governance um, and setting up the year but really it's, we rely on the race directors and our you know our huge volunteer community to actually run the races um, I don't want to you know we're, we're quite proud that we have kept races at seven euro an entry I mean you know we, we spoke offline there about things like the Ironman taking over U, UTMB <laughs> like when you look at that you know, yeah. comparing to a, a twenty a twenty euro Morris Mullen race in September, you know, there's a huge gap. And you know, yeah. we, we and even the membership, which as well, what's the current price to become a member? Again, so economical. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ten euro, and then it's seven ah, euro. Incredible, price. yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. It's, I won't say it, it's great value. You can do the Wickler round as the, the best value all around. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in realizing all the work that you do there, Richard, I mean, it's pretty much you're looking after the sport of mountain and trail running in Ireland, ensuring that there's safe races, which as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, it's so, so important. How much interaction and support do you get from, say, Athletics Ireland and Sport Ireland? Because there's other countries around Europe where mountain running and trail running is actually part of the National Athletics Federations and their coaches and organizers are actually paid employees of the Athletics Federation. So maybe talk to us if you can a little bit about the relationship between Athletics Ireland and Sports Ireland. How much, if any, is there? Yeah, I mean, like firstly, you know, because we do select a team um, to go to the World Championships and the European Championships, as you've outlined in both the mountain and trail, um, it's hugely important that you know, people can represent their country. They can get to run in the green stripes. So, you know, we are affiliated with Athletics Ireland. Um, they are a fantastic body in terms of governance that we can rely on for, you know, the policies and procedures that we need to run our sport. And that's hugely important to us. Um, and, I mean, in fairness to Athletics Ireland, they do give us that autonomous role that we can run mountain running without interference, if I can say that. Um, yeah. But still, if we need them, you know, we have great support from Pat Ryan on the HPC level. Myself and Laura have met Hamish. Laura has worked really well, actually, this year in getting our memorandum, memorandum of understanding signed off between both entities. Um, and, you know, they're huge, huge fans. Like Athletics Ireland, as you can understand, are under huge pressure this year themselves, not being able to have races, not being able, you know, they're reliant totally on their, their funding from their, their membership. And without that, you know, they would be in a very, in a very weak place because, you know, they've had... The, you know, the great experience of being able to have numerous races over the years, as you know, and this year all that was gone, but they still have given us, you know, they, they provide us with limited funding and that's come true again this year. They provide us with the gear for runners and then, you know, they, they include us then in terms of the policy and procedures, the governance that we require. Can you ever foresee a day, maybe in the not too distant future, Richard, where there's actually an official position within Athletics Ireland, the paid position where somebody can be in there full time trying to manage and coordinate all the different strands of mountain and trail running? Because it's such a growing sport. And, you know, races are growing and growing. And it's so important that races are managed well and safely. Is that something that that, that might work or is even realistic? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's absolutely would be fantastic to have a full time role in athletics. Ireland. I mean, it's something that we're battling with ourselves that we think that we need a full time, you know, full time officer um, in Imra. As I said to you kind of, you know, a couple of minutes ago, it's it's a 24 it's seven operation. And it's kind of something that we have discussed among the committee that we need support from an admin perspective because it's getting so complicated, you know, because we have, as I said, the online, the races, like where we're getting close to between 70 and 100 races a year. Like, you know, the huge effort that goes in for a lot of people just to create and run one race. So, you know, to do that amount of them is, is just phenomenal. Yeah. And to be fair to Athletics Ireland, they're hugely complimentary of that and the successful job that we do, you know, that we have never had, you know, touch wood, any issues. But I mean, that's again, down to the longevity of some really great race directors, some really great support that the committee gets on an ongoing basis and the volunteer organisation that we've built over the 40 years. Yeah, we mentioned the Irish international teams there briefly, Richard, as well. And of course, IMRA organise and select those teams. And over the years, Ireland have had some incredible 
results and achievements. John Lenehan, who's been on the show, world champion in 1991. Sarah McCormick, who's been a leading light for mountain running and, and female running as well over the last couple of years. She won the World Cup in 2019. The ladies team won bronze in 2013 at the World Championships. And, and Zach Hanna is ranked in the top five or six in the world at the minute. So there's been lots of good results over the years. Yeah. And this year, the World Championships are due to be in Thailand with the potential of sending a very, very big team because the World Championships have expanded, of course, with the vertical kilometre race, the short course classic distance, the marathon and the ultra marathon. What do you think, Richard? Will, will the World Championships go ahead, do you think? And so most importantly, will Imre be in a position to be able to send potentially a 30 or 40 strong team to, to cover all those different distances? Well, I think firstly we should we should go back to the the highest ranked um, female that Ireland has ever had, which is Sarah McCormick, who was actually number one in the world um, last year. So it was quite a it was quite a shame for you know the way the year closed in last year, right? It nearly disappeared because I think it would have been amazing to see Sarah in action and just to see you know what she could have actually done. Because I think I really feel she was coming to her peak. You know yourself, she had some amazing races. The, the only race is kind of the one that stands out for me in terms of how that finished, but um, it would be really, really good to actually see how she would have gone to perform. Um, and as you mentioned as well, of course, Zach is just going from strength to strength, so it'd be really good to see yeah. um, him. And, and as well, you know, people like Paddy is Paddy O'Leary is is also growing strength to strength. It'd be interesting to see if he's going to turn up in the. He is going to the UTMB again this year to see how we'll do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And I might just give a shout out as well, Richard, to um, Sarah's teammates in 2013, Kate Cronin and Sarah Mulligan. And wouldn't it be great to see those two ladies back racing strong as well? Because at the end of the day, they were on the podium in a world championship, you know, with so many powerhouses around the world, like your Italy's, your Spain's, America, um, Team GB, to get on the podium that day was an incredible result. It wasn't too long ago, 2013. No, no. And, you know, those girls, they could easily do that again. I remember going to the airport to meet them um, and feeling very out of my depth at the time in 2013 as president. And Jerry Brady had said, you need to come meet these people and had total understanding for what they had achieved um, and absolutely yeah. incredible. I mean, it was only the beginning for, for them, you know, and it was, it was just, it was so impressive at the time. There was no, um, there was no huge bus top around Dublin, unfortunately, <laughs> for, the, for those ladies, but um, absolutely superb. And, you know, they've, they've stayed true to the sport and, and continue to go really, really well, you know, so absolutely right to call it out. Yeah. For this year, Richard, what do you think? Um, I suppose maybe a personal opinion first. Do you think Thailand will go ahead? And then secondly, will we be in a position to be able to send a team? So the first thing we're watching, obviously, is the Olympic Games um, in Japan. Um, while it's not at the same level as the World Championships, I think you need to look at Asia and you need to see what can be achieved um, in terms of World Championships. So we discussed this uh, the week before, um, you know, what, because it's the event, because the way they closed down last year's event and because they're really, really pushing hard for it to go ahead, I, I personally think the event will go ahead. Um, I don't think the field will be as high as it has been in previous years, but I think because they have invested so heavily in getting this event in this year, getting it right, um, and you know how hard it is to do, 
and they are providing a lot of grants to try and get teams and spec not spectators, sorry, athletes uh, to the event. So the meeting that we had last week, we were all in favor of doing, you know, really looking to see if it's feasible. So we're doing that cost-based analysis at the moment and um, to see how many people we'll send. Because as you said, there's quite a number of categories this year. So I think we're looking at the region of six different teams for six different events. So we're going to make some decisions on that over the coming weeks. Yeah, um, I know from talking to Jonathan Y at that time, Richard, that we were just talking about the World Championships and why they were in Thailand. It just seems maybe a strange place to have a World Championships given the, the current climate that we're in. And just like what you mentioned there, he was saying that one of the reasons why he went to Thailand was because they were able to provide so much investment in being able to help teams with funding and at an organizational level there as well. And because as we were saying, the new world championship format, it's going to be an incredible celebration of mountain and trail running because for the first time ever, we'll have all four different race distances together. So it's really, really going to help grow the sport and maybe help the sport get to realize that dream of becoming an Olympic sport one day. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, it's it needs to kind of stick in under IAF, right? So I think, you know, moving the, the mountain running and those components of that sport underneath IAF should should help a little bit stronger. Um, I, I think from our perspective, we just have to be careful it doesn't dilute it uh, because we're not like other countries, right, that have many, many athletes that can do the different distances. Like you mentioned there, there's the vertical, there's the classic, there's the 80. You know, sometimes we've had situations where the same people have went to rider, right? So we just need mm. to make sure that we can still build and develop a stronger team. So you're right. It's important that, number one, it goes ahead, that it stays in that format. So people like Miriam, when they're looking at their juniors, that we can start to invest in juniors and grow them that direction. So then as the sport progresses and moves along, that we can start to, you know, populate teams who can go there and perform and, and go well for Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I might just finish off this segment of the interview saying, Richard, that, I mean, it was my dream to, to represent Ireland in a sporting environment when I was a little kid. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to do it with the Irish mountain running team. And for anybody that's listening in that has that same dream to run and represent their country, you know, this is a great opportunity to do it, to use maybe speed and strength from the cross country and the road transfer it over to the mountains, work hard at it, come out to the trial races, come out to the Leinster Leagues and the Munster League races. And you never know, over time, you might just make one of those teams. And the atmosphere and the camaraderie on these teams, is just, it's incredible. They're always so well organized, never a bad word said. And it's a real privilege to represent um, Ireland at these international competitions. So just a shout out for anybody that's listening in, Dreams do come true. Absolutely. Well, Richard, maybe to, to finish off this interview for today, we've been speaking a lot about Imrep, but you're, you're an experienced and very well-read mountain and trail runner. To finish off about your own career, Richard, where, where do we start? Um, UTMB, all the various races over the years. What has been your own highlight? Oh, God, that's a tough question. I suppose, yeah, so one of my highlights actually would have been I got the opportunity in the tail, the tail of the Guardian of France to actually wear the green. That was one. So I qualified to go and represent Ireland in that race, um, which was definitely one of the highlights, but also it was an absolute baptism of fire <laughs> because the quality is so high, right? I mean, uh, and it's it's tough. Like, you know, you're, 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 um, it's pretty much balls out from the start and it continues that way until you die. And that was my experience. Um, but other than that, uh, obviously the UTMB race, I'm a huge fan of um, 
been going to, I think I've done all the UTMB races since 2013 um, and the highlight for me is the, the, the PTL is probably the the best race I've ever done and uh, the Petty Toilet on it's uh, what I like about it is and, I, and it's it really struck a chord at me last week when I saw the um, what went on in the Chinese race and um, I was telling people the story of in the, in the PTL you arrive to the kit check and there's just a piece of paper on the table that you just sign your name to it and the fact that you're standing there signing that piece of paper means you're taking full responsibility what's about to happen to you for the next five days on the mountains and if you can't sign that piece of paper you really shouldn't be there and um, you know that just kind of that just gives you the essence of what the PTL, what the UTMB hopefully will continue to be and, you know, what it is to be able to run and to live and love the mountains. And, um, you know, I mean, that's what Emory is all about, right? It's about getting people onto the hills to enjoy the experience and getting to get into the love, the sport that is mountain running. Who are your teammates that day, Richard, for the PTL? For the PTL, uh, Zoran and uh, Tour. Tour be an adventure racing friend of mine for about... I'd say eight years. We've um, we've, we've raced a lot together, uh, so yeah, they're my two two teammates that day. And I think you remember us like coming across the line and the shock when you saw an Irish team crossing yeah. the PTL. I still remember your face, like going, "I'm from Ireland." <laughs> I was like, "I know." How's it going, man? I know and hopefully we'll see lots more <laughs> Irish flags there this summer Richard not too far away only about what about 10, 10 12 weeks away maybe yeah Good back mess. in the end of August yeah back yeah. I mean it's great there's a lot of people on the fence that kind of you know stayed with it and, and, and made their bookings and had bookings actually uh, last year we booked our hotel and we were surprised they gave us a refund of um, 160 because when they pushed it from last year to this year it was going to be cheaper because we'd been booking it so far in advance. So I was kind of laughing that we were actually getting money back. Um, but uh, an awful lot of people are heading out there this year. TDS, CCC, UTMB, um, and uh, the YCC. There's a couple of people there as well. So it's going to be fantastic. Uh, very good. And just to finish off, Richard, today, and just to finish off with an Imre question, I suspect the, the next couple of months are just to get through the calendar safely, to get races happening, get everybody back out, enjoying races on the mountains. I mean, have you even spoken about what the short to medium term goals are? Is it just to continue to promote the sport of trail and mountain running? Will there be a big drive to increase membership? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think absolutely the the key thing for us now is to get, you know, people back out onto the hills safely, get them racing, you know, getting them to enjoy the mountains again. And I think if we can achieve that as a step this year, that'll be a huge step in itself. You know, we need people to kind of get out of COVID, get past it. Like, you know, where very well the, the, the mental health issues that people have and the importance of running an exercise. And I think our focus is to get people back, back on having the journey, get back to the hills, back to enjoying themselves and back to enjoying the summer. And then from there, you know, we take stock and we start to look at, you know, a new committee, a new AGM, hopefully not a virtual AGM like we had to do last year. And then we start to plan out the, the years ahead. Yeah. Has there ever been any thoughts, Richard, about trying to do a very big, I don't like using the word commercial type race, but we've seen a lot of the independent trail races over the last couple of years do so well. The likes of Kerryway Ultra, Eco Trail, the Moran Skyline as well, that get, you know, a couple of thousand runners nearly out running in the event over the course of a weekend. Is that format something that Imra would like to do? Um, I think we're very proud of IMRA and I think we're very proud of the essence of IMRA and keeping the races accessible and at a kind of a, 
a healthy financial level. Um, you know, because we're quite proud of our volunteers and, and then the spirit of Imra is something that's really huge. And I think when you do the races, you come to realize what that is and how important that is, just like it is the mountains themselves. But I think what we look at this year is, you know, something that we kind of nearly accidentally fell upon last year is obviously, you know, Robbie is looking at the reeks and trying to broaden that out and making that a kind of a, a sky run type race, which are becoming very popular across Europe. And um, we have a very nice setup achieved now for the Morris Mullins also. Um, so you'll see we've taken over this kind of huge car park that used to be where they filmed the Vikings and stuff. And we're kind of saying, you know, we might make that something a bit more a barbecue and a DJ and start to maybe expand that race a little bit more. And that's why we've kind of split the, the, the trail on the Morris Mullen. But um, I mean, we're always looking at, I won't say reinventing, but absolutely developing and making things, you know, better and bigger. So I would say watch out for that over the, over the next couple of years. Here's to the next 40 years, Richard. It's been an absolute privilege today. Thanks a million for your time this evening, Richard. And um, we look forward to seeing everybody out running in IMRA races over the course of the summer. And as I said, wouldn't it be great to have another successful 40 years? Absolutely. Thanks very much, John. And we can't wait to see everybody back in the hills, smiling. Fantastic. Okay. Take care, Richard. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye now. a wrap for this week everyone hope you enjoyed the show with Richard and as you heard from Richard a tremendous amount of work goes in behind the scenes there at Imre to get a super racing calendar up every year in a safe and organised way for the participants fair play to Laura and all the committee and best of luck to them over the rest of the year one final ask to check out our Patreon page guys if you can the pledges there every month do help keep the show going so your 3 or 6 euros whatever it might be do make that difference if you get a moment to do it have a super super week everyone out there running and training thank you for your support of the show let's get ready for all those races i can feel it in the air everybody is getting stronger and fitter so let's get our running gear on let's go